Let's raise our hands to heaven and say, Lord, we are grateful for the gift of life. If you know you are not the one that has worked for yourself to be where you are, you will be thankful. You will be thankful and you will be grateful. So go ahead and thank him. Go ahead and thank him. Go ahead, go ahead and worship him and bless his name and say, Lord, we are grateful. Thank you for your mercies. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your blessing. Father, we are grateful. Be thou be exalted in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for this special gathering. We ask that you rain down your blessing upon us and all of us will be blessed. Nobody here will be caused. You will enjoy supernatural blessing in the name of Jesus. Shout hallelujah. Okay, high five to one person. Say good morning. Please be seated. God bless you. We love you. We appreciate you. You are wonderfully blessed in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Okay, six people came early this morning and they said they want to join the workforce. If you are there, stand up. Stand up. If you raise up your hand and you want to join the workforce, stand up please quickly. Quickly, quickly. Quickly, stand up, stand up, man, stand up, sir. Any other person? I think there were six. Oh, yeah, come to the altar. I want to pray for you. Come, come. God said to me, I should pray for the Lord of the harvest to hard workers into his vineyard. And you will see me at the end of the service and I will inaugurate you to the workforce. Praise God. You are blessed and you are highly faithful. Are they not blessed? Okay, please need that. Please need that. Say, Lord, I surrender all. I want to work for you. I want to be available for you. There are five. Who is the sixth person? Who is the sixth person? Come to the altar if you are the sixth person. Say you want to join the workforce. Father, I release these people into your service and I'm calling them into your purpose. That as they want to work for you, they will walk into destiny what you have ordained for them in life will be established. They will never regret working for you. Your anointing will make the work easy. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. The Lord bless you. Let's clap for them. Go and sit down. We love you. Thank you so much. So, brother, may you bring them to my office at the end of the service. So, you are anointed to do the work of God. And to do anything that God has committed into your hand. And uh, it is not a small thing that we have come to worship God. Praise the Lord. We are three night of glory and to, so many wonderful scriptures were shared. But maybe I should start this morning with Second Timothy chapter 2 verse 15. Mark chapter 4 verse 11. Isaiah chapter 8 verse 18. Psalm 105, verse 12 to 24. And I'll be very fast. We were talking about what brings enlargement and increase and greatness. And one of the things that we know that God has given us 
for enlargement and for increase is what? Is the word of God. We must learn to use the word of God to work for us. You are not just coming as a religious person. You are not just coming to mark attendance. The word of God is actually producing results in your life. And I pray that will produce results in your life in Jesus' name. Okay, study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that needed not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of the truth. And it's not just talking to me as a pastor, it's talking to all of you that the word of God must div- divide it rightly. You have to know it. You have to know it. Don't say, eh, I'm not a pastor. Now. Am I the pastor? Don't ask me a question. I have to ask you because it has been given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom. You must know how the word of God produces results. You have to know it. Mark chapter 4 verse 11 says, To you it has been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. And he said to them, To you it has been given to know. Say it has been given to me to know. Because of you, I can teach here for 10 years and you feel that, well, let them just be saying it, you'll not be following if you know you are going to write an exam and you are going through a lecture, you will listen. Because you know the lecturer wants you to know it and it's likely going to hack you at the end of the semester. And you must pass. So Jesus is saying to the disciple here, it has been given to you to know the mysteries of the scriptures. You must know it. Stop being, being, being a baby for years. You must know what the Bible says. Be able to quote it. Be able to use it. Be able to enjoy the benefit that is there. And if other people know the scripture, you should not be an ignorant person that refuses to know the scripture. It's because you don't know the scripture, that's why you are not excited when they are sharing it. You are not excited. You feel nothing is there. What you don't know, you trivialize. You say there is nothing there. But the moment you know and you are aware of the power, the potential that is in the word of God, you long to, you wake up in the middle of the night and you are reading it. What most people know in the church is prayer. But when it comes to even using the word of God to pray, they don't know it. They don't know the verse that is relevant. They don't have strong reason, strong evidence, gospel-based revelation to pray. And you see, some people, even when something bad is about to happen, they will call Ori Yami because they believe they are Yah in heaven. So we say, Yami, you know how that kind of prayer is? Yeah, yeah, people. Because you thought that this thing is given some people to know, and you are not supposed to know it. Jesus said to the disciples, to you it has been given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God, but to those who are outside, all things come in parables. When they see miracles, they don't know how miracles happen. So they say, what is happening? I say, you will alone. That is not the God that I serve. The Bible said that God is light and in him there is no darkness at all. No explanation for any evil. And I prophesy unto you this morning no evil befall you. In the name of Jesus. You have a reason to enjoy the glory of God in the name of Jesus. But watch what he says it has been given to you to know. If it has not been given to you to know you will not say come let us reason together. God knows that you have a mental capacity to reason with him in scripture. God knows it. It's just because anytime you come to church, you feel that you have come to play. Somebody should just preach and let him 
Finish whatever I want to say and go. But no, if you are going to apply it and it's going to work for you, you must know the scripture. See, I must know the scripture. Okay, Isaiah chapter 8, verse 18. I and the children the Lord has given unto us, I am for miracles, signs, and wonders in Israel. Every new day, you enjoy the miraculous. Are you saying amen very well? See, I am a walking wonder. Today is a day of miracle. Tomorrow is another day of miracle. Next tomorrow, I'll be sharing testimony. I am moving from glory to glory. Every day, in the name of Jesus. Who will share the next testimony in our midst? If you are that person, shout hallelujah. You know, this is my month. So, my miracle will be the biggest. I don't care you feel about it. My blessing will be the biggest. My miracle will be the biggest. Because God has decided to favor me. Hallelujah. I know some people are jealous. Okay. Psalm 105, verse 12 to 24. Psalm 105. And all of you must concentrate and know how the word works. Psalm 105, verse 12 to 24. Look at what he says. When they were few in number, indeed, very few. They were small. They were small. Very, very small. They do not have clothes. They don't have anything. Watch the scripture. There's nothing as beautiful as the Bible. No book like it. No storybook. No film. Watch what the Bible is saying. When they were few in number. Indeed, very few. And strangers in the land. They were not only few in number. They were also strangers. They were people that had no connection. No parako. Nobody. They don't know anybody. And they were very, very few. See what happened. Verse 13. When they went from one nation to another nation. From one kingdom to another people. Verse 14. He permitted no one to do them wrong. He protected them. Yes. He rebuked kings for their sex in their dreams. In their dream, they will dream. That stranger, don't touch them all. Not my own. God did that for them. When they were few. Helpless. God decided to help them. By rebuking kings. Speaking to kings in their dream. For your sake, this season, God will rebuke kings. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Verse 15. Saying, do not touch my anointed ones and do my prophet no harm. God was the one that was announcing them when they were few. When nobody knew them, God megalized them. God did that for them. When nobody knew them, God proclaimed them. God started telling people, he's my servant. He's my prophet. He's my son. He's my daughter. Be mindful of what to say to him. That was what God was doing to them when they were few in number. Now watch what we are going. Verse 16. Moreover, there was a time he called for a farming in the land. He destroyed all the provision of bread. Around where they were staying. Verse 17. He sent a man before them. Joseph, which he sold as a slave. Even though there was a farming in the land, there was a problem in the land, God has prepared somebody ahead of them. Joseph. Before the farming. Now watch what was happening. They hurt his feet with feathers and he was laid in iron. His feet were changed. His neck were changed. He was in pain. They sold him into prison. Now look at what happened verse 19. Until that time that his word came to pass. He received a word from the Lord until the time that the word of the Lord came into his life. 
This season will be your season that your word will come to pass. There's a word concerning you. Come on, stop looking as if you are frustrated, you are ordinary. There is a word for every child of God. I pray this morning you will catch your whole word. And that word will come to pass in the mighty name of Jesus. Listen, I am not floating in the air. I am not an ordinary person. I am operating by the word. When my time comes, my word comes to pass. When my word comes to pass, everybody will testify that look at Pastor Imozo, he's a man of God. The word of the Lord tested him. What it means is this the word of the Lord was approved by him. The word of God was a reality in his life. That is the meaning of tested. The word of the Lord was approved in his life. The word of the Lord was a reality in his life. This morning, the word that I preach will be a reality in your life. I said, I want to be a walking testimony. When you see me, you read the goodness of God. You read Bible. This is a Bible at work. The word of the Lord was a proof in him. The word of the Lord was a reality in his life. Smiling all true without sorrow. Then the king said, sent and release him. The ruler of the people say, let him go free. When your time come, nobody can put him in bondage. Release and freedom will come to you. But God is telling us that when they were few, the only thing they needed was a saint man and a word from the Lord. Watch it. We are going to turn. He made him Lord of his house and ruler of his possessions. Verse 21. We are going to 24. To bind his princess at his pleasure and to teach his elders wisdom. God put him in charge of all affairs in Egypt. Verse 23. Israel also came into Egypt and Jacob dwelt in the land of Ham because Joseph was in charge. Verse 24. He increased his people greatly. I prophesy this morning, God will increase you greatly. Excuse me. Why will God increase his people? First B. To make them stronger than their enemy. Turn to five people. Say, God will increase me greatly. I'll be stronger than all the enemy around. Stronger than the enemy. In the mighty name of Jesus. I'll be undefeatable, unmovable, unstoppable. In the mighty name of Jesus. What does this mean? God wants you to be great. But there's only one thing that will guarantee your greatness. It is the word of the Lord that you receive. That's what he's saying. He said, our fathers of old, they were small. They were very few. The word of the Lord came to Joseph, make him a ruler. God increased him greatly. The word of the Lord free, free Joseph from the prison. The word of the Lord make him Lord. The word of the Lord increased the people of the Lord greatly until they become so numerous and stronger than their enemy. Pastor, I don't believe you. Exodus chapter 1 verse 7. Look at what happened. Exodus chapter 1 verse 7. Exodus chapter 1 verse 7. Testifying to this verse. But the children of Israel in the time of oppression, they were fruitful. 
and increased abundantly, multiply and grew exceedingly mighty. And the land was filled with them. Come on. This is what God can do. That 1,000 will mean nothing to you. It will mean nothing. Whether it's $1 per thousand or 2,000 per dollar, it doesn't make any difference. It doesn't make any difference. You become so mighty that nothing that is affecting other people affects you. So you live comfortably under God. Comfortably. You are not moved. They grew, were fruitful, increased abundantly, multiplied, grew exceedingly mighty, and the land was filled with them to be stronger than the enemy. You need to become great. You can't be small and the enemy will not oppress you. Enemy like vulnerable people, cheatable people, and the only instrument for greatness, for enlargement, is the word of the Lord. Come on. The only instrument you have, even when you have nobody, as a stranger in Oshogbo, no landed property, no car, no job, no nothing, no parapo, no place to borrow gari, you need the word. And you must know how to use the word of the Lord for your greatness. Because it's the word of the Lord that produces miracle. And I said on Friday, number one, use the word of God to catch vision. If you will not catch anything, catch vision. Always see what the word say. Not what people say. Not what the economy say. Not what the times say. What does the word say to me? You must open your ears and as well as open your eyes to see what God says. I said number two, use the word to grow in love with God. Don't use the word to grow wings, to be judgmental when the word of God. The more you know God, the more you should love him. Because the more I know him, the more I love him. You can't know him and not love him. When you love him, you will not sin against him. The more you know God, you should not be so familiar with God that God's word doesn't make any sense to you. You not say, I know it. No, I don't say that. I've been married to my wife for so many years and I'm still in love with her. The more I know her, the more I love her. You know somebody to love them. Not to drive them and to treat them anyhow. You can't say you have been born again for years and I cannot see the love of God in your deed, in your giving, in your action. That means your knowing God is causing you to grow wings instead of growing in love with God. The more you know God, if you have actually known the God that you say you know, the more you know him, the more you will be willing to sacrifice for him, the more you will know what God has done for you. The more you will be grateful. Use the word to grow in love with God. Not to be religious, be sarcastic, or to be a critic in the church. If you said you know him, and you don't love him, you don't know him at all. Because my God is loving and lovable. God is lovable at all times. It's altogether lovely. Altogether beautiful. Altogether wonderful. He's worthy of our love. Nobody talk like him. Nobody care like him. Nobody answer prayer like him. Nobody is like God. So the more you know this God, the more you love him. Use his word to love him. Because when you love him... He will open his treasure unto you. And I read Psalm chapter 90, 
verse 14 to 16, talking about his love. And I'm going to give you maybe two or three again today. How to use the word of God to produce miracle and become great. But let me read this one. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. I like this. Because your love is centered on God. I say, but God. You want to do something? Ah, but God. Ah, God is in this home. Ah, God is in this relationship. God is the author of my life. But God. Ah, God factor. If not God. Ah, God. Because he has set his love upon me. Therefore, I will deliver him. I will set him on high. Because he has known my name. Because he loved me, I'm going to promote him. That's what God is saying. And because he loved me, I'm going to honor him. Verse 15. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble and I will deliver him. And I will honor him. God is talking about people that set their love upon God. Priority must be set right. If you love him, you have to show it. With long life, I will satisfy him. And I will show him my salvation. People that said their love upon God enjoy longevity. They enjoy freedom. They enjoy blessing. They enjoy it. Hmm. How do you use the word of God to produce miracle? Use it to build courage in your life. Use it to build courage. The word of God help you to build courage, to be strong, persistent, and courageous in battle. You are not afraid to start a new project because you know God is in your heart. God is with you. Use the word of God. Don't just hear what I preach on Sunday and go back home on Monday and sleep. Unbeliever will be better than you if you are fearful. Joshua chapter 1 verse 9. After God has promised Joshua so many things. Look at Joshua chapter 1 verse 9. Joshua 1 9. Put it there. Joshua chapter 1 verse 9. What does he say? Joshua chapter 1 verse 9 says... Have I not commanded you? Commanded you. You have been saying it before. Verse 5, verse 6, verse 7, verse 8, verse 9. Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid nor dismay. For the Lord your God, come on, is with you wheresoever you what? Great. Let me talk to your neighbor. Say, be courageous. Stop being a weak person. Why are you doing choo-choo-choo-choo-choo? Like a lot to do. Be bold. Be courageous. Use the word of God for your courage. Don't be timid. Don't be fearful. Use the word of God for your courage. After God has said so many things to Joshua, the courage I said, have I not told you? Be courageous. Be strong. Don't be timid. Don't be fearful. Don't be dismayed. I am with you. Be courageous. Sorobiaki. Courageous. Stop being timid. That's what he said. And you know, all our confident father that were courageous, this result. One of them was a young boy. He was a young boy in the in the Lord. And he always take courage from the Lord. First Samuel chapter 30, verse 6 to 9. People were thinking about stoning David. And the Bible says, David, build courage. Encourage himself in the Lord. Even when it seems he has lost everything. He was not giving up. He was courageous. Look, if you are going to make a mark and produce results, you must be courageous. 
said they say ole ole tuntun. You must be somebody with a lion's heart. You must be bold. Look at what he says. Now David was greatly distressed for the people spoke of stoning him. Because the souls of all the people were grief. Every man for his sons and for his daughter. But David strengthened himself. The Lord is God. And he said, bring me the word. Can I pursue this enemy? Will I overtake them? He said, pursue. And David pursue. He did not hear everything at the beginning. But yet because he was courageous, he was able to run after the enemy that has taken his point. It takes courage for you to run the race that God has set before you. Don't just carry Bible without courage. Look at it again. First Samuel chapter 30. First Samuel, sorry, chapter 17, verse 30 to 32. First Samuel chapter 17, verse 30 to 32. David entered the battlefield. He turned from him toward another and said the same thing. And this will answer him as the first one. He was talking among the people with a voice of courage. Why are you afraid? What is so special about Goliath? Why are you scared? What is your problem? Is he not a man like us? The boy was 17 years old. But his voice was bold and loud. He was not a man that we joined the opinion of other people. He said, why? What is all this mess? Why are you poor? Why? Why should people be poor? What was coming from his mouth was loud and clear. Nothing but a word of courage. A fearless heart. Even though the boy was young. But what was coming from him was heavy. He wasn't wearing the clothes of a soldier, but yet he was a courageous man. Verse 31. Now when the words which David spoke were heard, they reported them to the king and he sent for him. There is a way you talk, people will hear your voice. Not underground voice. When the words can do spirits, boldness, when you talk with boldness and audacity, the king will hear you and send for you. Send for you. He was saying, I can do it. So the king said, Kill They say he's a small boy. They say, Bring him. So they brought him to Saul. Put on verse 32. Then David said to the king, Let no man's heart fail because of him. Your servant will go and fight with this Philistine. That's a courageous word for a man that had no experience in battle, for a man that was not trained, for a man that doesn't have a protection clothes, for a man that has not gone to fight any other battle before. And the king says, Ah, you can't go, you are young. The man is experienced, it doesn't matter. The Lord has been with me in the jungle. I kill a lion and a bear. The same God that was with me, he will be with me again. And Saul had no choice than to say, may the Lord your God go with you. When you are filled with courage, nobody can discourage you. It is because you are discouraged that other people have to your discouragement. Nobody is doing you. Now you, they do yourself. Now you, they do yourself. Ah, I wanted to start a business. People discourage me. Nobody is discouraging you. 
It is your fear that pull you back. It is your fear. It's your fear. What is courage? Walking in the face of fear. I know that I may fail, but no problem. I will try. If I fail, I will, I will try again. Yeah, that's what it means. I know that I may fail. I know God is with me. But even if I fail, there is no problem. If I lose this money, I will invest again. That's what it means to be courageous. David photo. Count the long story short. David killed Goliath. Count the long story short. David became a leader. From the age of 17. He was a man that was possessed with the spirit of courage. Not timid. My friend, I don't care how hard you stay in church or you clap hand. If your heart is weak, your hand can't receive blessing. It takes a lion heart to have a lion share. If you are full of fear, you won't do much. Fearful people don't excel in life. Because this is a jungle. The world is a jungle. And it's a boat and corridor that survive in this jungle. Watch it. Watch it. First John chapter 4, verse 18. First John chapter 4, verse 18. Second Timothy chapter 1, verse 6 and 7. Maybe I read two more. First John chapter 4, verse 18. What does he say? There is no fear in love. If you believe that God loves you, why are you afraid? Why are you afraid? So many of you don't, are not even convinced that God loves you. That's why you're afraid. You don't believe that God is with you. Not only that, you don't believe that you are special, that God loves you. There is no fear in love. There is no fear. If God loves me, he must take care of me. Look at what he says. Perfect love casts out fear. Because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect enough. He who fears cannot be courageous. Anybody that is afraid is not a courageous man. Let's be careful. Let's be careful. If you are careful, you won't take charge. You will not take charge. It takes boldness to dare the impossible. It takes boldness to work miracles. You must be bold. You must be bold. You must be bold. Acts chapter 14, verse 3. Long time ago, they speaking boldly in the Lord, courageously, and God was granting signs to be performed by their hand. Look at what it says. Therefore, they stayed there a long time, speaking boldly in the Lord, who was bearing witness to the word of his grace, their word, granting signs and wonders to be done by their hands. Courage produces miracle. Courage is not how long you have been judged. It's courage. I can pray, sir. Give me five minutes to pray. Let me try this, sir. God is on our side, sir. We will not be disappointed, sir. God will do it, sir. It is courage. They are both there for a long time in the midst of opposition. They were speaking word of faith, word of grace. And God was granting signs to be done by their hands. Confirming their word with signs followings. Because they were bold. Weak people don't accomplish much. Miracle come by courage and boldness. Say it again. Ole, ole, ton, ton. Ole, le, ton, ton. It's always fearful. The fearful don't do much. The fearful. Never you be afraid of failure. You should be happy that you want to experience new things. Don't be afraid. I can make it. Be courageous. 
Be determined. Be consistent. Be committed. Don't be afraid. Something is telling you you are meant for more than what you are doing. Step out. I do the impossible. Ah, pastor, you don't know the economy. It's not the economy. No economic damn tongue can stop a man that is courageous. Tell you the truth. Whatever God has put in your heart, take a step of faith. Be bold and try the impossible. Second Timothy chapter 1 verse 6 and 7. I'm talking about boldness here. Courage. Use the word of God to build your courage. Use the word of God to build your courage. What is it? Second Timothy chapter 1 verse 6 and 7. Wherefore I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. Why? For God had not given us the spirit of fear. Don't you neighbor say God is not the author of fear. Say to him again if we not hear you. Say God. Say it another time. Let him hear you. Emphatically for the thought I say God is not the one giving you fear. He is the devil. <laughs> for God has not given us a spirit of fear but of power and of love and of what? Sad mind. If I preach to you Sunday after Sunday, week after week, and you come out of the church and say stupid thing, may God forgive you. May God Almighty forgive you and not slap you. Because every word of God that you are receiving is to build your courage in places of battle. Benny, Benny, every word that you are hearing is to make your heart strong and not be feeble. The Bible says, if you are weak in the day of your adversity, eh? your strength, huh? you are a yeye man. A yeye man. If in the day that you're supposed to be speaking or working, you are running up and down, you cannot even confess boldly that God is on my side. I know that my Redeemer lives. My change is coming. God is good. This is my month of enlargement. This is my month of grace. God will do what he says he's going to do. Don't you tarry. I wait for it. He shall surely come. My God is on my side. He can never leave me. I say, ah, ah. Oh, Lord, don't see that. What that discouraged the heart. Use the word of God to build courage. Then speak to the mountain. A mountain will obey you. Even it takes boldness to pray an eventual prayer. You know, you know, even in church, I said it this morning. The Bible says, let us come boldly to the throne of grace. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 15 verse 15 and 16. We are not serving an high priest that does not know us. He has passed through a lot of things for us. For our sake, it became poor so that we can become rich, rich poverty. Jesus has suffered a lot of things for us. For us. He said, therefore, because we know God is on our side, don't let us be timid of people, of situation, of what people are saying. Let us come boldly to the throne of grace. I have been preaching this ever since I saw this scripture. Yet, people still prefer to sit at the back than in front. Their Old Testament Bible is still in their mind. 
when they come to church early, they sit at the back. They feel that sitting at the back make them safe. It doesn't make you safe. It makes you look fearful. You don't am you say alone. I'm not just alone. In the New Testament, when Jesus appeared after the month of transfiguration, people rushed towards him. In fact, they lower his silver from the roof in his presence. They rushed to church. They rushed to Jesus in the New Testament. In the Old Testament, when Moses appeared, people run away because they know he's coming with law and judgment. But under grace, there is constant supply. So, the Bible says, let us come boldly to the throne of grace that we may receive help. When you come boldly, you receive. When you come with timidity, you miss your blessing. It is boldness that guarantees the blessing. Put on verse 16. Let us therefore come boldly, courageously unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy. The way to obtain mercy is to come boldly to the place of God. Now that when they are saying it is church, you are timid. You are saying, ah, I don't want them to know me. I do fellowship here for the students every Friday. All my lecturers, my workers, they will occupy this place. There is no seat. Nobody sits sit back. They sit here everywhere around me. Abitimo, is not that what happened? They will carry extra chair and sit here. All the students, they will come. Anytime we finish the service, the student will take the mic and begin to do what? What do you normally do after service? Eh? For me, what do you do? They sing and dance. They sing and dance. They were dancing to the extent that somebody that was doing a doing photocopy came, a Muslim came and people and said, ah. What is happening here? Even the day honorable from Olilo who came, the local government chairman came. They were doing service and after service, they sang and danced throughout till he left. Till he left. But what happened to us? When we are staying in church for a long time, we now move away from God. I'm just watching. I'm just, Why are you not in church? Ah, I don't know. They don't rush to God as if they are Old Testament believer. Under New Testament, when Jesus appeared, people rush towards him because they know he's coming with good news and with blessing. Don't run away. And I've said it. I will watch it in this church that people will rush to church everywhere. They will not be timid. You know, at times, church is like a spirit. Here people see people that have been in church for a long time, taking back position. Every other person that I want to do, I say, ah, I want to ask one word you. And they'll be sitting in the kubiku in the usher's place. That's where they sit. They'll be afraid because they are not courageous. Church is a place where you come boldly to receive. Please sit down. Come boldly to receive. Use the word of God to build your courage in the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Build courage. John chapter 1 verse 5. The light shineth in darkness and darkness comprehended it not. You are the light that is shining. May you shine forever in Jesus' name. 
Darkness will not quench your mouth. Darkness will not quench your glory. The light shined in darkness and the darkness comprehended it not. The light shines. May you shine forever in Jesus' name. May you shine forever in Jesus' name. Say with me, the light shines. I must shine. And may you shine forever in Jesus' name. Take courage for you to sign. Okay, number two. Number two, you must use the word of God. You must use the word of God for guidance and direction. There are some times when you pray that God will not speak specifically any words to you. But you come to church and use the word for guidance and direction. Psalm 146 verse 8. Isaiah 42 verse 16. Isaiah 30 21. Psalm 32 verse 8. Anyone you see, quickly, quickly, quickly. You, you, anytime you come to church, because it's not every time, you don't need prophets to guide you. All you need is the word. You have something that is bothering you. You have a money you want to pay. You have a relationship you are thinking about. You have a job you want to do. You come to church and you are attentive for the guidance of the word. Because God knows you are coming. And sometimes he won't tell me that somebody is coming. For instance, God told me in the night the story of a man that had failed a particular exam. I don't know what the exam is. Several times. And they now ask me, Pastor Amos, what will you do to advise this person to do? And they gave me the mic. And I said, let him try again. He will succeed. <laughs> God appeared to me in the night. I said the only thing you need to succeed is to be courageous. Even when it seems as if they are discouraging situation, don't ever let anything discourage you. Do it again. Please sit down. And that's a word for somebody. You want to close your shop? You have tried something, it's not working. God is asking me to tell you, you are not a failure. It's just a situation. Try again this time around and you will succeed. So you come to church to pick a word from the Lord. Because it's not all the time that God speaks to prophets. And some of you, somebody said, somebody said that because he has the word of knowledge, he said, there's somebody here. God's going to bless you. There's somebody here. God asked me to tell you. He said, when I said, ah, he's a prophet. He came to my office and was confessing. And people now start placing a demand on him. He said, at the time, when I don't see anything, I say rubbish. Yes, now. Ah, say me now. You give him title. That is, is the mouthpiece of God. He said, and I begin to say, hmm. He said, he said to the extent that he was even thinking of doing juju. Because people have given him a title of the mouthpiece of God. That's what happened when you make somebody. What person in this church? A prophet. I want to see Mm. CD, 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 CD loans here. God doesn't talk that way. God guides his people through the world. Stop the nonsense. The man doesn't have your time. Even himself doesn't know his future. He doesn't know when he's going to die. God guides his children through his word. Not through a prophet. 
Hebrew chapter 1 verse 3. The Bible says this time God is speaking to us through his son. That's how God speaks. Put it on Hebrew chapter 1. Please sit down. Let me start from Hebrew chapter 1 verse 3. Who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power when he had by himself purged our sins sat down at right hand of the majesty on high. Put on verse 1, talking about Jesus. God, who at sundry times and in diverse manner, spake in past unto our father by the prophets. That's how God speak to our generation of old, our fathers. What happened? But in these last days, spoken unto us by his son. We're talking about the word. God speak to us now through the word. Whom he had appointed, hears of all things, Hears of all things by whom also he made the word. God is speaking now through his word. So anytime you come to church, use the word as a guidian. The word of God is your guidian angel. Use the word. So you come to church. Every time you come to church, you must receive direction again. That is why it is dangerous to be at home when the service is going on. It's dangerous. Dangerous. I told you before. I was in church. And I said, God said to me, don't take addition because of your feeling. Your future is more important than your feeling. I said, I don't know who I'm talking that to. And I said, but let me go into my message. And the person said, that will change my life forever. I was thinking about taking addition because of my feeling and I said, I don't to do it again. He said, today, I got the job I wanted. Today, my wife has a job. Today, I have a building. Today, he's a professor. Yes! The word guide you to your greatness. It guide you. Okay, good, good. Let's go again. Let's go. Psalm 146 verse 8, Isaiah 42 verse 16, Isaiah 30 21, Psalm 32 verse 8, Isaiah 58 11, Psalm 1 1 to 3. Anyone you see, I will repeat again. Don't worry. I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way which thou shalt go. I will guide you with my own eye. The eye of God is the word of God. I will guide you. If you are somebody that is consistently coming to church, you can never lose inspiration or lose direction. I want to be safe with my sources. You are constantly coming to church to hear what God is guiding you to do. Don't do this. Don't do that. God always has something to say. He's your guardian angel. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will guide you. I pray God will guide you this week. You will not land in trouble. You will not see disaster. You'll be at the right place at the right time. I pray for somebody in this church right now. You'll be involved in an accident. Come on. God is the one doing that. God is the one doing that. God is always guiding people. When you neglect the word, you neglect guidance. Because you don't know what God has in store for you this week. And God is speaking, he's speaking, he's speaking. You must take the warning. You must take the guidance. Okay, let's read it again and I will tell you one more thing. Isaiah 42 verse 16. We, we are, we are, we are, we are, we are, no, no, not Psalm first. Isaiah, Isaiah 42 verse 16. Isaiah 30, 21. Isaiah 58, 11. Psalm 37, 23, 25. The class is 9, 11. James 4, 6. Anyone you see, just let me read it quickly. I will bring, I will bring the blind by the way that they know not, 
I will lead them in paths they have not known. I will make darkness light before them and cook things straight. This thing I will do unto them and not forsake them. Raise your hands to heaven. God will not forsake me. So I can never be stranded. Every day is a plus for me. God is always speaking to me. God is always guiding me. God is always leading me. I can never be frustrated. I am a blessed person. Come on, say amen. amen. Look at someone, say look at me. The reason why I'm joyful is because I hear the voice of God. All the time. Come on, shout hallelujah. Read another one. Isaiah 30, 21. Use the word of God for your guidance and direction. Isaiah 30, Isaiah 30, 21. Very fast. Are we there? Your ear shall hear a word behind you saying, this is the way. Walk in it. When you turn to the right hand or you turn to the left, you will hear a word in your ears guiding you and telling you what to do next. <laughs> so, I don't come to church and sit like a momos. I come to church to be attentive. What's God saying this week? What God saying this time? What's God saying to me now? He say, "You're here. We hear a word." I say, "Lord, I am listening. Speak to me." So He's constantly talking to me. He say, "I will open a door for you that no one can shut." <laughs> he say, "You hear what?" Listen, and what does it mean to be guided? Somebody explained it to me. He said, if you get to America and they give you a car that has a navigator that is directing where you are to go, it will tell you where you are going. He said, when the car is not talking, it means you are on the right track. You should not turn. You obey the last instruction until it talks. There are times in your life where God will be quiet. It doesn't mean that you have missed it or God is not there. He's still in your tummy. He's still speaking. It means you're on right track. You're on right track. When you want to turn to the left, it will speak. If you want to turn to the right, it will speak. It's going on talking. It will talk to you. All you have to do is to be constantly in tune, in church, available to his word. Your word is always guiding you. Nothing can escape the word. You can't come to church on Sunday as a believer and escape direction. He will always say something along that week. You always say it. Why? It's too perfect. It's perfect than your calculator. God of God is too perfect. Too refined. He said, you're here, we hear a word behind you telling you this is the way to walk. Isaiah 58 verse 11. Isaiah 58, verse 11, Psalm 37, 23 and 25, Ecclesiastes 9, 11, James 4 says, Where are you? And the Lord shall guide thee continually. Some of you are not even saying amen. Yeah. Maybe guidance is not important to you. You are just here for religion. I say, the Bible says, The Lord will guide you continually yeah. and satisfy your soul in family. And make fat your bones 
thou shalt be like a watered garden, like a spring of water, whose water fail not. Say amen three times. Every blessing is attached to guidance. Pastor, I don't know why I'm not blessed. My friend, you lost direction. You are not blessed. Not because God is not answering prayer. He's not the one guiding you. If he's guiding you, you'll be blessed. Look, and guidance is for all of us. And it's simple. It's not hard. All you have to do, carry your hair, come touch. He will speak something that will affect your life. That's what it takes. You're here. We say, I will guide you continually. I'm committed to guide you forever. Forever. Forever means forever. Continually means forever. I'll be the one guiding you. And you'll be satisfied in season of famine. Tinubu or Tinubu? You'll be satisfied. You have money to buy fuel, money to buy food, money to enjoy your life. Because God is the one that's guiding you. He say, when I'm committed to your guidance, I will feed you in famine. Your soul will be satisfied. Your bone will be fat. You will be like a watered garden. People will see you. You will look fresh. So God is the one that is guiding you. Use the word of God for your guidance and direction. Psalm chapter 37 verse 23 and 25. Psalm chapter 37. Psalm chapter 37 verse 23. The step of a good man are guided ordered by the Lord. He delights in his way. The Lord is happy with you. So he will guide you this week. In the mighty name of Jesus. Verse 25. I'm reading Psalm 37. You should write this thing down. So when you are confused, say, Lord, I'm a righteous man. Why should I be confused? Write it down. Write it down and make sure you get it somewhere. Psalm 37, verse 23 to 25. You must never miss any of this scripture. I have been young and now I am old. Yet, I have not seen the righteous forsaken. No, his children. Do what? So if my children are not begging, I can't be a beggar now because I'm the one that is providing. I'm the one that is providing. So my children can't be begging for food. It's not possible. The scripture says, I will guide you. He's the one that is guiding me. Verse 23. He said, because he's delighted in my step. He's happy with me. He's constantly guiding me. He says, so I cannot beg for bread. It's not possible. He will provide for me. Will take care of me. I've been young and I'm not old. I've never sent a righteous server nor a seed begging bread. Maybe we read one more. Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 11. Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 11. Talking about, and I'm talking about reality of the word. The word guide people practically. He guided me to where I am right now. The word. Don't need mountain experience. All you have to do is to listen. A word will speak to you. And a word is enough for the wise. I returned and saw under the sun that the race is not to the swift, nor the battle to the strong, nor bread to, to the wise, nor riches to men of understanding, nor favor to men of skill, but time and chance happen to them all. What does time and chance mean? Being at the right place at the right time by the guidance of God. You will not miss your direction. Yeah. 
Should I read one more? James chapter 4 verse 6. This is what he says. He giveth more grace <coughs> to the humble. He resisted the proud. He giveth more grace. What does more grace mean? God told me more direction. God gives more direction to anyone that is humble. That's what it takes for you to be guided by the Lord. Humility is number one requirement for direction and guidance. God will withhold direction from anybody that is proud. After all the bruises will come back. Proudful people, mega proudful people, don't get answers in life because they don't hear the guidance of God. Look at what he says. But he giveth more grace. Wherefore he said, God is sister the proud. Look at more grace again. The second, he giveth grace to the humble. God guide and guide the humble all the time. God speak to the humble all the time. God is speaking to them all the time. When you are humble and you are saying, Lord, I'm going to church this Sunday. Whatever you say, I will do. Speak to me. You will describe all the sermon is directed to you. Meeting your need. It's because you are humble. He directs the humble more. Please, don't let our humility be in just carrying Bible. Or coming to church. There's our ability be more than, humility be more than that. Let it be in the fact that, what is God saying? What is God saying this Sunday? What is God saying to me? If God speaks to you, harden not your heart. Be humble. Because the word of God should be used for guidance. This is what the word of not, not your background or your fears or your past experiences. It is the word. As I was listening to the sermon, God said to my heart, some of you don't know how I get all this inspiration. God speak to me a lot. He will talk to me. And I said, Lord, I have heard. I will take it easy. I have heard. I'm constantly hearing because I'm committed to him. And when you are humble, he speaks to you at all times. He will show you danger when they are far away. He will warn you. God speaks to the humble. So that is why there is nothing in church that outweighs your guidance. Not even activity. If you acquire and you don't listen, you will miss road. You will miss road. If you are not listening to guidance, what is God saying? What is God saying? That's, that's why not everyone in the church are rich. Because not everybody comes to church to hear God. God, I want to start something. And God is saying, go ahead, I will help you. I came out of the service here with a prepared mindset that there is no job in town. That the best I can do for myself is to prepare myself for eventuality. If I get job, fine. If I don't get job, fine. So I said, I have a skill. I know how to make soap. I know how to drive. I will do soap in the morning and I will sell it. I will do kabu kabu in the morning. I will sell soap in the evening. Fantastic idea. I'll save money. Almost 40,000 naira, and I borrow more money from my mother. Of oh, blessed memory. She went and took money from me. A loan from a friend. I don't know whether I has interest or no interest. I bought a car. Of 66,000 naira. That's 120 wife. Kongi body. I repaired it. I painted it. I did everything well. I did the home. I drove it home. 
with my best man, my friend, we were in the car as we were coming. The car just stopped. And I asked my friend, go out and push. He said, I can't you see. Bank boy, you'll be laughing at us. I said, okay, Koja. She and her husband passed. And he came out and pushed the car. And the car started walking. And I said, Yes, tomorrow I'm ready for a job. And I entered the room and said, Lord Jesus, I thank you for this money. I don't want to see accidental. As I start this business, let it prosper. And I hear a voice behind me saying, this is not my plan for you. Go back home and thank me for how far I've helped you and I will direct you. I heard him. I can't pretend to say I don't hear him. And I kept quiet. And my sister that I was staying with knocked my door. Bah, bah, bah. You that you say you want to do business. You have not started a yet to law school. Huh? I said, you know what? God just said that you know do kabu kabu. He said, what? Oh, what are you and I said, the motto is there. Esasimeji. Kemulaji. Embalowo. Temigamubuyi. And I left a house. I went to Idiakwe. I bought a small rock. And I got home. And my mother said, what are you doing at home? I said, I've come to thank God for my journey so far. That I want to thank God. I said, ah, what about the business? I said, God said, I should pray. He said, hey, that's what I have a rock. He said, I said, I bought a rock to make myself comfortable. If God wants me to live here for the rest of my life, I want to make sure, ah, what I didn't hear them. I went home. Father, I thank you on the rock. Father, I thank you on the rock. Father, I thank you. Bam! The third morning, I fell into a trance. On a broad day like this, somebody walked into the room. Why don't you allow Amos to do government work? He said, he's the one that said he wants to do business. He said, oh no, Amos, I have a plan for you. And I will bless you. For now, I want to do a government job. And you'll be blessed. He said, ah, where will he get a job? He said, anywhere he feel like working. I have opened door for him. And the trance disappear. And I jump. I said, God want me to walk. God want me to walk. And mother said, Where? I said, I saw my sister in that dream. I'm going now. And I went to my sister and I said, I had a trance this morning. A man walked to me and said, God has opened door for me. He wants me to walk. He said, where? And I said, oh, there's a letter in my bag. Somebody gave me, oh, let me try. That Obuma showed the letter they gave me. And in the evening, I was moving. I went to that, my friend, house with her husband. And they saw and said, ah, Brian Moss, you're always carrying traveling back. When will you stop carrying traveling back? Ever since you have entered in Suka, you serve in Bauchi, you'll be ca- any time we see you, I say, this traveling bag is a home. Bros is there. Extra shoe is there. To where is it? Shad, in, in those days, that's how we move home. Bachelor, everything is there. But I say, let me tell you something. This will be the last time you see me carrying traveling bag. You say, why? I'm going to pick a job. God told me he has prepared a job for me. And the husband, they go, they laugh. He say, he must also be better again. Hey, no, Paul. <laughs> I said, no, 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 no. God appeared to me this morning and said to me in a trance that he has opened doors for me. That I'm going to get a job. You know, as I prophesied it, Three days later, I was given an appointment job letter in Lautech. I got a job. 
no uncle, no connection, even no interview. Wow. I enter and I say, sir, this guy has give me, you this letter. He read, he said, stay outside. I stood outside. He said, let me see whether there is any vacancy. It's okay. You can apply for this, for this. But with this, I'm going to try you. I'm not promising you. I say, sir, why can't I apply now? He said, you want to apply now? Wait, let me think. Okay, apply. Give me a sheet of paper. Let him go to the circulation and write the application letter. So I wrote. After I finished writing, I knocked his door again and I gave him. He read through. He said, secretary, type it for him. So they typed for me. He said, do you have all the photographs? I said, yes, I signed. He said, okay, you can go. I will submit the letter for you. I said, okay. So I told the secretary, I said, when do I come back again? He said, that is coming two days. And I was traveling from my hometown. So I said, okay, three days, I'll come. Applied. On the 20, around two, I returned back on the 22nd. And when I entered, he was say, ah, I'm sorry, oh, ah, I don't know you travel. I didn't see your traveling back. And your guy rang bell. Who is that? He said, the man that came two days ago is coming for a job. Say, let him enter. He said, your letter of appointment is here on my table. I said, what? He said, yes. He said, why do you think your appointment is fast? I said, I don't know. He said, two things. I can see that you are favored by God. He said, I've never done anything like this in this office. When I took your matter to the vice chancellor, he carried it himself. He was carrying everywhere. Yeah, sign this letter. Sign this letter. He said, number one, the favor of God is upon you. I said, thank you, sir. What I supposed to say, I know, I know, I know. I'm not an ordinary person. Number two, he said, we needed somebody like you. And we are looking for somebody like you. I became like an expatriate. I said, then where is the hotel? They said, Why, where are you starting? I said, end of the month. They said, no, you are starting now or tomorrow morning. I said, no, I'm not prepared. I said, we don't care. You start now. And they gave me my portfolio. Guidance. Guidance is what makes you tick in life. Guidance. Guidance. Please sit down. I will guide you with my own eye. I will satisfy you in farming. I will make you like a watered garden. Whatever you lay your hand on will prosper under guidance. 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 Using the word of God for your miracle. Use the word of God for your guidance. Maybe I should stop here. Stand on your feet. Stand on your feet. Stand on your feet. Raise your hands to heaven. Say, Lord Jesus, I receive constant guidance from your word. Constant guidance. You see, I will guide you continually. I will guide you continually. I will guide you. I will not walk into trouble. God is my shepherd. I shall not want. In the name of Jesus, he will guide me with his eye. He will guide me. I will not miss my step in life. The step of the righteous are guided by the Lord. For the Lord delighted in his ways. My step are ordered. I won't enter trouble. I won't enter disaster. I'm at the right place at the right time. In the mighty name of Jesus. The work, the word of God will work in my life. In the precious name of Jesus, I receive supernatural guidance 
all the days of my life in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus raise your two hands to heaven say because I belong to God because God is my father I will hear a voice behind me telling me what to do where to go I will be at the right place at the right time in the name of Jesus use that to pray quickly 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 because I belong to God because God is my father I will hear a voice behind me telling me where to go what to do per time per time per second per second I will not walk into accident I will not walk into evil I will enjoy guidance continually open your mouth and pray I know you too they travel but you need guidance I know you too they work you need guidance Lord guide me with your eye guide me with your favor guide me with your word let your word bring enlargement into my life in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus Genesis chapter 24 verse 12 we are going to use the prayer maybe we'll pray one more or two maybe two more and we are going to round up the service Genesis chapter 24 verse 12 then he said oh God of my father Abraham please give me success this day and show kindness to my master Abraham he was sent on errand and he prayed for success. You are going to pray this Sunday. There is nothing wrong for you to pray for success. So, Lord, give me success this week. Have you told have listen? Have you told projects? I want to know one mad Your hand is empty. There is nothing to commit to God's hand. Oh, can they can so you are not trusting God to open any, any door? You are not doing something big. Look, the servant of Adah Abraham said, He said, Go, I'm giving you this assignment. You must be successful. So when he got to the point where he does not know what to do, he said, God of my master Abraham, give me success today. Give me success this year. Give me enlargement this month. There's nothing wrong in you praying for success. If it matters to you, it matters to God. Raise your hands to heaven. Say, Father, give me success this day. Give me prosperity this year. Give me enlargement this month. It matters to me. Show kindness to me because of Jesus. Go ahead and pray. Pray for yourself. That's how to be blessed in all things. You pray for it. You pray for it and you are blessed by it. But if you don't pray it, don't query me and say, eh, eh, the pastor is not, is not praying for us. Pray for yourself. Lord, give me success in my assignment. Give me success in my income. Give me success in my job. Give me success in what I'm doing. I don't want to be a known failure. I don't want to fail in life. I want to succeed. Open your mouth and pray. In the project that I'm doing, in the money that I'm saving, in the house I'm building, make me successful. I want to be happy. Open your mouth and pray. We are not praying. Or let let unto you in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Open your eyes. You are going to pray against your fear. You pray against fear. Unbelievers don't pray against fear. They just double. 
whatever you are afraid of, I profess under the name of Jesus Christ, it will not happen. <laughs> All your bad dreams will not come to pass. The mighty name of Jesus. God will protect you from all evil. Amen. You are not saying me very well. Amen. Some of you here, under the sound of my voice, you are secretly nursing evil. Secretly. You think evil. You romance evil. You sit with evil. Bad things. Look at what the Bible says in Psalm chapter 1. He said, put on Psalm chapter 1. Let's read verse 1 to 3. Talking about what a righteous will do. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, that standeth not in the seat of sinners, nor seated in the seat of scornful. You can't be romancing evil film and not have bad dreams. You say, I don't know why I'm afraid. What dream did you watch? What dream do you watch? Who do you sit with? Who do you discuss with? Who is your closest friend? I just like film. I don't know why. I like news. I like news. <laughs> oh, may the Lord bless my mother. I said to my mother, I said, stop hearing news. I told her, it will not affect you. You don't need the $80. You don't need all this happening. One of those money Ukraine by. I say, say Ukraine. Like Stop putting fear into your spirit and getting worried unnecessarily with things that does not affect you. Some of you, you hear too much. The Bible says, study to be quiet and mind your business. That's why you are full of fears. Things that has nothing to do with you. My mother in this room said, I say, my mother, this will not allow you to chop much, you. All you need is a your mommy. That's what you need. Good news. That's what makes you fat. The Bible says you will not be afraid of evil tidings. Your heart is fixed, trusting the Lord. There's a way you trust what you have been hearing most of the time. You trust it. What you have been hearing most of the time. You fight your fear right now. Raise your hands to heaven. Say, God has not given me. The spirit of fear, every spirit of fear, I cast you out of my heart in the mighty name of Jesus. I am as bold as a lion, I'm as daring as a lion. I have a lion heart, so I have a lion share. I receive boldness to conquer territory, to do the impossible in the mighty name of Jesus. I will not be scared. Nothing scare me. In the name of Jesus, open your mouth and pray. I want to walk in me. Say, Lotha. I fear you will not enter my heart. I will not die prematurely. I'm moving from victory to victory, from glory to glory, from favor to favor, from blessing to blessing. In the mighty name of Jesus. I will succeed in my assignment. I will succeed in my calling. I will fulfill my days. I will live a good life. No evil will happen to me. In the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayer. Romans chapter 1 verse 16 says, 
I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes. What does that mean? I'm not ashamed of good news. I share good news all the time. I call my one of my colleagues that is still working, and he said, "It must. It won't look bad." But I said, "That is the truth." And he didn't suffer by. I want to be bad by. I'm not ashamed to share good news. I want bad by. That's the truth. Because the Bible says, "I will not be pitied. I'll be envied." Yeah, that's that is what is coming from me. You want me to say, ah, I don't say that. I am blessed. And I don't have apology for anybody. I don't. I don't. I don't. The righteous, they are as bold as a lion. He said, be courageous. Be bold. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to testify about Christ. About what God is doing in your life. Be bold. Stop shaking. Stop shaking. Be bold. And so what? You want to do business. You are 500,000. Use it. Say, I know I will succeed. But even if this business fail, I will make it again. This is my money. Don't be afraid. Be daring. Be bold. And you succeed in Jesus' name. We are coveting the best gift. Raise your hand to heaven. I receive boldness. I receive courage in the mighty name of Jesus. Nothing intimidates me in the name of Jesus. I walk by the boldness of God, by the spirit of God. I cast out fear. I am marching forward. Despite my fears, despite my worries, I am making moves. I am making moves. I am opening doors, capturing territory. Despite my fear, despite my fear, I will hurt. I will not allow fear to paralyze me. In the mighty name of Jesus, I will do something until miracle happen. In the name of Jesus, I am starting a business. I'm starting a company. I am marching forward. I am not afraid. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Open your eyes. Do you know there are some people here that inside their heart, they love God. They want to serve God, but they are afraid. There are some people even coming to church, they are afraid. You say, if I go to church, will they accept me? You say, if you want to give your life to Christ, raise your hand. They say, ah, I don't want to raise my hand. Everybody will be looking at me. They are afraid. You will not be afraid. I say, you will not be afraid. You will stand for Christ. You will not be fearful. You will preach Jesus in the name of Jesus. Now, raise your two hands to heaven. Let me pray for you. Father, as your people have heard this word, let the spirit of boldness and of courage. Enter them in the name of Jesus. Courage to be blessed. Courage to be successful. Courage to be a leader. Courage to be a pioneer of new things. Courage to start and to finish well. In the mighty name of Jesus. Father, give it to them in Jesus' name. And daddy, please guide them continuously. Let nobody in our midst be stranded. Let nobody here be frustrated. Let them hear a voice behind them. Telling them what to do in the name of Jesus. In time of famine, let them blossom. Let them flourish. Let them be made fat. Let them smile in time of famine. In the name of Jesus. So shall it be in Jesus' name. 
In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Clap your hands together for Jesus. Hallelujah. Please be seated. God bless you.